Hello and welcome back to Building Conversations, the podcast where we talk about all things architecture, from past favourite projects and current industry news to the future of the global built environment. I'm Alison Carter and next to me here is my co-host Nav Pal. Hi. We're also joined by our colleague Hannah Holt, who we'll be featuring in a few episodes. Hello. In today's episode, we will be discussing the good, the bad and the ugly side of the metaverse and NFTs. Here at World Architecture News, we've seen how the metaverse and architecture have merged, with design firms building virtual worlds for community and brands alike. But before we begin, we wanted to let you know that entries for the Win Awards and WAN Awards have just closed for 2022. We're looking forward to seeing the all-important shortlists later in the summer, and we'll keep you up to date on when they will be announced. important that before we get stuck into the discussion we clarify exactly what the metaverse is. I agree. So my rather basic understanding is that it's a digital environment that uses augmented reality, virtual reality and blockchain to create digital spaces that mimic the real world. Any objections? No I think that's a good summary. I don't know about mimic the real world. I think they make their own world. Yeah, I suppose they can do both, can't they? It's using concepts, I guess, we have in our world, moving them across and then really expanding them. Yeah, exactly. And kind of allowing people to use their creativity in ways that they can't necessarily do in the real world. Yes, it's a bit like sci-fi meets reality in the metaverse. So it sounds like a great thing, right? But... Has anyone considered the environmental implications of it? Not till now. No, not until me. I will be the first one to tell you it's not looking too great. So there's an architecture firm and they are hosting their first virtual tree planting day in the metaverse, which will feature a meta tree and it will also be available to purchase as an NFT. Profits will be donated to plant real trees. However, according to DataQuest... Analysts are worried that the metaverse could lead to an influx of greenhouse gas emissions as VR technology and data centres using AI and cloud services require a lot of energy. I think this is something that needs to be looked at now. Yeah, so just to give you some stats, a recent study estimates that training just one AI model could generate £626,000 of CO2, which is more than five times the amount emitted by a car in its lifetime. So... It that seems, seems an extraordinarily high amount. But it's only going to get bigger and bigger as people are going into the metaverse and expecting more from it, expecting more high-res images from it. So where is, is it the energy that is used to design or is it the storage that's using the energy? Where, it's where, all of it. I think it's, it's all, yeah. yeah. All of it. So it's yeah. creating the platform, it's creating the world that is within the platform And then people using it, adding to it, storing everything that's in it. It's the whole idea of it. It just needs so much energy. So much electricity is needed. So To say you're doing something that is so sustainable, like planting real trees. But before you're doing that, you're using all of this energy to create 
the world that you're putting the virtual ones in. I think it might be a question of being unaware of mm. that. Um, it's something that really needs to be floated now to the top of people's agendas. Yeah. And mediation exercises need to be put in place at this stage. Yeah. Yeah, it seems a bit counterintuitive, in my opinion, on this, because although they're admirably trying to uh, help the environment by using an NFT platform to do it, they're simultaneously harming it. So I would hope that the net result is a good one, but I'd question it. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think there needs to be an awareness of the energy use that goes into NFTs and the metaverse. So on the positive side, a lot of people are saying that the metaverse will lower the amount that people travel for business or for fun and in turn decrease pollution. So, you know, you can have virtual events and stuff taking place within the metaverse. Therefore, you don't need to travel around the world to go to these conferences and exhibitions and stuff. I think the pandemic especially taught us that virtual events are a great way to have events with people on a global platform without needing to travel, spend money, cause pollution doing so. And I, I think they level up the educational platform, for example, because everybody can access or most people can access. Exactly. It makes rather, it a bit more inclusive. Exactly. You don't it? have to afford to the fair to then go and learn. But at the same time, I think one of the things we did take away from the pandemic and the enforced isolation was the importance of human interaction. And I think yeah, in an area could. like design, it's really critical to still have that human touch. But I see what you're saying, Nav, and I think it's a really good point that the metaverse will have, will have, oh, everything has a downside, doesn't yeah. it, when it's developed. But I think possibly the benefits will, in some ways, outweigh the negatives. But it's something I think that needs to be watched. We don't want to get into another situation where, as Hannah rightfully pointed out, there are going to be problems from another area. It, it really depends, doesn't it, on how the energy that we're using is made. So Facebook and Microsoft, who are kind of the big players in the game, right? They've promised to achieve net zero emissions. So they're going to basically go for cleaner energy in how they're doing this. Microsoft itself has pledged to run its Azure platform entirely on renewable energy by 2025. So the big players are kind of taking steps to get mm. it into the place that they need to. And they do need to because there are global targets around this whole yes. situation. Yes. One good thing about the metaverse I'm excited to see is apparently online shopping is going to get cool because you'll be able to virtually try on the clothes that, that you're looking really at. really good thing. Yeah, it's without like even no having more, to move, leave out no your leave your room. changing rooms. Yeah. But how well does that work? I mean, one I of the things that I cannot stand about online shopping is that you can't actually feel the material. Yes. And sometimes, I mean, like, you know, the people that are selling on the metaverse and stuff like that, they're going to do what they can to make the graphics, like, top-notch, right? Yeah. But yeah. you're not actually going to feel what the fabric feels like. No. Feel how it fits on you and stuff like that. Which I think also relates possibly to how this is going to be used by architects and designers. How much reality can the metaverse bring into a design studio? But mm -hmm. at the same time, I am a huge fan of virtual reality. I mean, while I was working at Thought Park, they had a new ride which had VR on it. And I felt very immersed when I was using it. And it was like really cool because it felt like... So, I mean, the concept of it is that you're on this underground train 
Mm. And I felt like I was on a London tube train while I was wearing the headset. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? Are you looking forward to living in the metaverse, Alison? I'm intrigued how we are going to live in two realities, really. Do you think you would be able to? Do you think you'll get on with it? I'd like to see that it can be beneficial rather than just something that people are doing because they can do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not just a fad. It actually has, has a purpose a really that it's purpose. serving. Yeah. Yes. So, and I think for the elderly, it may well be useful. But again, it's got to be simple and it's got to be easy to access. I mean, it would be nice to then go into the metaverse and sort of go on holiday or see different views or something like but that. But does it feel the same? I don't think so. I can all. sit online and look at pictures of a beach all weekend. I'm not going to feel like I'm on a beach. But you just said that you felt like you were on an underground train. But, so could you feel oh, like you were at the beach? Oh, you got me there. <laughs> oh, I've got my rebuttal. The headset that I was wearing, I was actually sitting in something that was designed to look and feel like a tube train. Yeah, I'm not going to be wearing a VR headset on a beach. So it was kind of rumbling under yeah, you and exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was rumbling. It was moving yeah. in the direction. The seats were exactly the same as underground seats. They okay. had the poles and stuff that you could hold onto and stuff. It was a VR headset in the setting that you're already in. Yeah. That's Whereas I'm not going to be able to feel the sand. The British sun is so different Whoa. to the sun in other countries. I think there's work that could be done there. But then you see, we're taking the metaverse and we're bringing it out, aren't we, into our own reality. We're not going into a dual reality world. There's a lot to be thinking about here, isn't there? (laughs) I think if there's one thing we've concluded this afternoon, it's a conversation we're still going to be having probably in a year or so's time. But there is a huge amount of money and hope and expectations on the metaverse, as we can see from Facebook's massive investment. So let's just see how it pans out. I mean, if if I was to guess how the metaverse would be used by architects, I think it would be in the design process by just a really advanced kind of modelling technique where you can go, you know, inside the building and Mm. almost like walk it through before it exists. And there are a lot of design firms that are using VR as well to kind of make you feel like you are immersed in what they are going to create so will the technology that is being developed for the metaverse further enhance those models that the architects and designers are using i really hope so that's what i foresee it will be very interesting because you can kind of have like a really different creative flex with it like you are not tied to the realms of reality you can kind of do whatever you want and create whatever you want Mm. so it'll be interesting to see how designs evolve as well because you're able to be so much more experimental yes and they will be able to trial yeah experimental ideas far more easily than building 3d models maybe that will spark the creativity one step further yeah but also they'll be able to get a deeper understanding of environmental implications Mm. if they're able to see and if you're creating in a virtual world what the building will be i'm sure you'll be able to find and i'm sure there's tools that will enable architects and designers to be able to see like embodied carbon and carbon emissions and yes. potential energy use from however many spotlights that they have to put on the ceiling in this yes. square meterage and stuff like yeah. that it also might help them in a sort of their quest to get accreditations if you can run various models mm, that's with a really good point this tool or this technique how much does that save you and it's more of a surefire way to mm. to get the and standard see it in like colored visual elements yes yeah play around with lighting maybe i mean you can even you know change the weather and stuff so Mm. you can see how much daylight you get in Mm. 
you know, how much a really cloudy day impacts it and how much lighting you'll need to get from artificial light sources when it is cloudy outside compared to when it is just sunny and stuff like that. Yeah. There's so much they can do to play around with it and yeah. sort of enhance their own designs. So it might make design easier in some yeah. ways and and more creative. Yeah, exactly. So that's the metaverse done and dusted. Now let's move our minds over to NFTs, also known as non-fungible tokens, which is essentially a digital asset. Yes. Pictures, GIFs, videos, stuff like that. So NFTs are bought and sold online. And the important thing to note is that NFTs allow the buyer to own the original item. So it's embedded in blockchain. Yes. So it basically contains a built-in authentication which serves as proof of ownership i maybe it's just for me but i don't really mind if i had a piece of art you know all three of us having the same one for me the that uniqueness that the fact that i own it doesn't actually make much difference to me but i can imagine if you are really into art and you want the original and you've got a lot of money that kind of as a status that you're the only one in the world that has it that might be quite appealing yeah and it increases the value of it if it's one of a kind sort of thing yeah, yeah. i mean it's making another commodity market isn't it mm-hmm. yeah when you have an nft obviously it's a digital commodity so do you have it on your wall like a piece of art like would that be a tv screen showing the <laughs> nft well, how, they did used to have, how like, do you enjoy photo it? frames, didn't Yeah. Like, where you can plug a USB into a, a photo frame and put, like, yeah. a slideshow on it. I never was but interested in that. If you're going to spend so much money on it, and it's the only one in the world, then it needs to be... You'd want to show it off. Show right? it off and it see it, not just... Somewhere. Yeah, so I don't understand that. I'd take it down to the printers and print it off, and that would... <laughs> but then it's... Is it an NFT, then? Because no. it's not a digital thing? I'm completely open on this one. I I think they may have a use in terms of securing ownership long term. Mm-hmm. But to me at the moment, it's a bit of a fad, I feel. Yeah. But I'm happy to be I don't know how much wrong. longevity it'll have. No. And, and, you know, Bitcoin has recently suffered losses. I'm mm. wondering whether it's a similar market, a bit of a bubble market. Yeah. So the way that I have seen it, used in architecture is that people are creating nfts and they can be like gifs and videos and stuff so Mm -hmm. i mean one that i've seen is basically a digital mall and the idea is that they are proportioning it out and selling different parts of that nft of the digital mall to different retailers who can then put their branding on it and stuff I don't know how much I would get on board with it. I mean, it's been around for a while now, right? And I've not really been that interested in looking up NFTs, trying to buy it and stuff. And it's weird because it kind of seems like I am the target market. Like our age group Mm -hmm. is kind of the target market for it. It's all the digital world using Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff like that. But it just doesn't float my boat. Agreed. I'm not much of an art kind of. But it's like you said, it's not actually physical you don't really get to experience it in the same way like I love art and I've got a huge print in my living room 
but the whole thing is it's in my living room and it kind of adds to the space and it enhances the space and it makes it you know people that come into your house then get to see it and admire it and appreciate it as well whereas if it's just stored away on your computer what is it for I mean after a couple of years you might forget it's there yeah I I think it's a market so you hold it and hope it goes up in value but it's risky isn't it it's risky (laughs) yeah so it will be really interesting to see what the architect and designer world make of both the metaverse and nfts coming through so i think this is something we need to look at in a year's time yes agreed i think the one thing that we all agreed on is that it is going to be a platform for creativity which is what architects and designers have in abundance totally agree So join us for next week's episode where we will be discussing some of our favourite and most fascinating architectural firsts. And if you've enjoyed this series so far, make sure to tune into our Women Build podcast, which has a new episode released each month, talking to some of the industry's best and brightest women about what's new in architecture and interior design. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye.